This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. You may have heard about or run into the coyotes that call Chicago home. Biologists at the Forest Preserves of Cook County have spent 20 years tracking them in the city. But what about river otters? They were once endangered in Illinois, but now they're thriving across the state thanks to a successful reintroduction effort in the 90s. And in the last few years, biologists have even captured a few of the mammals right here in Cook County. Through the Urban River Otter Research Project, scientists hope to learn how otters are adapting to the urbanization that once drove them out. Chris Anker is one of them, and he joins us now. Hi, Chris. Welcome to Reset. Good afternoon. Also with us is Zach Hahn, a researcher on the Otter Project and a graduate student at The Ohio State University. Hi, Zach. Thanks for joining. Hello. Chris, we'll start with you. Uh, You were the first wildlife biologist for the forest preserves of Cook County. When did you discover signs of otters in the area? The first sign that we found was in the southeast part of the county back in 1991. Oh, wow. So uh, did it surprise you to catch an otter here? Uh, Well, we actually didn't catch it. We just found sign that it was here. Um, The otter was uh, working a stream down in the southern part of the county on Stager Road, uh, Plum Creek, and uh, it left a lot of tracks and a, a lot of uh, sign that it had been there, huge piles of clams. So we knew that we had an otter. Oh, wow. Have you seen any otters in the city itself, like in the Chicago River? Absolutely. Um, I uh, was pulling jury duty one day, and I took the train in and got off at Union Station, and as I'm crossing the, the river with uh, thousands of other uh, workers that morning, I looked down in the river, and here was a, an otter grooming itself with a pile of carp scales right next to it. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I looked around, and no one else was aware of its presence, and it was just absolutely amazing that uh, the animal was where it was at. It was just there minding its business. Yep. Back in 1989, scientists estimated that there were only 100 otters left in Illinois. What was it that led to their decline? Uh, for the most part, it was uh, habitat loss, and to some extent, it was exploitation, uh, over-trapping of the animal. But habitat loss was the biggest factor. I see. And now there are more than 20,000 otters in the state, which is a pretty amazing reintroduction success. It so, is an absolutely amazing success story. It went from extirpation at the turn of the last century, basically, to the point where it was it has been taken off the endangered and threatened species list and it's now actually being harvested legally harvested again in the state so it's about as good as you get and the state was actually trading wild turkeys for otters in louisiana back in the 90s right and, and carting them up here in pickup trucks correct goodness and, and now they're so prevalent downstate that they've actually caused some problems what's going on there so folks who have their own private ponds, uh, particularly uh, trout ponds or uh, catfish ponds, a uh, family of otters can move in and pretty much wipe out all the fish in a night or two. And I imagine it can be pretty frustrating to a, to a, a homeowner to look out one day and see all of the uh, fish lined up on the, on the shoreline with their, with their bodies removed. All he's got is a line of heads. Oh, my gosh. I bet, yeah. Well, well, Zach, let's bring you in here. What, what, are, what is it that you're hoping to learn about otters in Chicago through this project? Well, my research interests are tied into how animals adapt to urban environments. Uh, specifically, I like how carnivores and people get along and what challenges they face. 
so for this project, I'm excited to see how river otters are tackling the, you know, ever-present expansion of urban landscapes. So how are you going to do this? Are you going to set up cameras, and or are you trapping and tagging more otters? We are currently in the process of looking for them. Uh, we had a few, un well, I say we, but the people before me had a few under surveillance prior to the COVID shutdown, but that kind of threw a wrench in plans and uh, we lost contact or sightings of them. Uh, so now we're just in the process of trying to find out where they're hanging out again. And we use trail cameras for that. Mm -hmm. And we're also using a rather new, not new to the study of otters, but new to the Chicago area, a wildlife reporting survey. So we created the Otter Sighting Report, and the link is available on our Facebook page. And if a citizen sees an otter while they're out and about and wants to let us know, they can uh, submit the sighting report, and that's how we know where they are. What's your Facebook page? Our Facebook page is Urban Otter Research. So what's it like to trap otters and see them up close? So we've we've handled uh, six seven otters so far, and uh, otters are very easy to catch if you want to collect them um, and destroy them. They're uh, very difficult to catch and not hurt them. So we have to use very limited um, techniques to try and capture them. And we're using exactly the same techniques that were used when they were first brought up uh, from Louisiana. They mm -hmm. actually designed the... Uh, the trapping techniques that we use today, and then once we, we get a hold of them, we work with our partners from the Brookfield Zoo, and they surgically implant the uh, transmitters into the otters. Uh, if you think about it, an otter does not have a neck, so we can't put a, a collar around his neck the way we would a deer or a coyote. Right. Well, you, you've talked about the first otter you trapped here, Chris, at the uh, Sand Ridge Nature Center in 2015 Right. that roamed dozens of miles to visit different groups of female otters. Is that typical? You know, we really don't know. Uh, we're trying to find out. Uh, that first animal uh, was a, a young male, and that's rather typical if you look in the literature for predators in general. Um, the young males tend to forge out on their own. They're looking for unoccupied territory and, and receptive females. So once he realized he hadn't... Uh, uh, no females at Sand Ridge. He dumped into the Grand Calumet and then the Little Calumet and then into the Des Plaines River, and he went west all the way to Lamont and then ultimately down uh, by Romeoville. And he lived uh, till the transmitter died, um, visiting two different groups of females down in that area. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about a new study on the spread of river otters in Cook County. With us are two researchers on the project, Chris Anker and Zach Hahn. Um, sticking with you for a moment, Chris, talk more to us about how the new research project will build on previous otter studies and the Coyote Project. Right. So if you look in the, re in the, in the uh, literature, there's been a ton of research that's been done in rural hunted trapped populations, but nothing has been done in an urban setting like this. So as is typical of most wildlife when it gets into an urban setting, their behavior patterns and their strategies to survive uh, many times change dramatically. And even with the, with the small group of animals that we've already handled, we found out some things that we had no idea about. They're able to move across land 
uh, in an urban setting uh, rather uh, frequently and with, with ease. Um, we know they can move through backyards even if there's dogs present. Mm. They're able to move around the dogs. Um, we've had animals go through neighborhoods to, to get go from retention pond to retention pond. And we could, even though the animal had a transmitter in it, we could track the animal by listening to the dogs barking. It was amazing to be able to, to, be able to do that. Some of the animals spend so much time on the road that uh, they actually develop calluses on their pads. Oh, wow. So... Um, it's an amazing thing that we're uh, that we're learning, and most people think of otters as being strictly fish eaters, but we've seen them eat uh, fish and clams and frogs and turtles, which one would expect. But we've also seen them tackle, you know, 30-pound snapping turtles, which wow. is amazing. We've also seen them uh, key in on uh, giant water beetles, um, something that you don't normally see in the literature water about, beetles. about them eating so yeah uh, zach as we talk about what they've uh, been eating any, any chance that they can take care of invasive carp species you think uh well it really depends on what's available they're very opportunistic eaters yeah. they usually select for two things when they're looking for something to eat they want something large and slow so that's easier to catch. And then they also go for the most abundant thing. So if they're in an area where the carp is abundant, yeah, they'd, they'd go for it. Well, we know they're an aquatic species and they're, they're sensitive to, to water pollution. Zach, do you think their return is a sign that Chicago's waterways are getting cleaner? I think, uh, so river otters are sentinel species, which mean they're a type of animal humans can look at to gauge hazards to people. So the fact that they are coming back to Chicago is very suggestive that the waterways are improving, which is kind of great in a way, because not only is this a sign that the areas within Chicago are becoming better for wildlife, but better for people too, but also it's a great underdog story that uh, what once drove otters out of the Chicagoland area, they're kind of figuring out ways to overcome it and uh, make it their own. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about some challenges that you face? trying to track them in the city? <laughs> um, well, as Chris mentioned, a lot of literature is done in rural settings. And for them, it's uh, just doing waterway transects and looking for uh, otter latrine sites. But something we found is that coyotes love to swoop in and eat uh, river otter latrine sites. So they, uh, it's making it difficult to find sign. And uh, cell phone signals, I'm hearing. They may interfere, right? One of the things that you're alluding to is the fact that when you have a, an animal that's on the air with a transmitter, you get into an urban setting and the signals start bouncing off of ah, okay. uh, bouncing off of buildings. They start bouncing off of the walls of the rivers. So if you think about the Chicago River, a lot of it is it's not natural. There's abutments and steel walls and concrete walls, and when a hunter gets into a situation like that the signal will do a lot of bouncing around. I see. And it makes it very difficult to pinpoint its location. Chris, did we talk about the pollution that drove them out in the first place? Yeah, so prior to the passage of the Clean Water and the Clean Air Act in the late 60s and early 70s, the water quality was exceptionally poor in the Chicagoland area. I remember as a child that uh, in many reaches of the Des Plaines River, there were only two to four species of fish present and the bottom of the river was covered with a muck layer that was literally thigh deep. Um, it was an amazingly polluted body of water. 
And since the passage of the Clean Water and the Clean Air Act and the removal of the head dams, the low head dams, on the Des Plaines River, we currently have over 40 species of fish. The silt uh, layers have completely disappeared, and the bottom is uh, sand, uh, gravel, and rubble. Mm. So we've dramatically improved the not only the water quality, but the habitat uh, of the uh, river itself. It's actually a river now. Oh, I see. Well, before I let you go, where should people keep an eye out for otters, and, and how can they identify them? Well, I'd say a good start are the forest preserves. You know, they are kind of havens that wildlife seek out, and the waterways near them are great habitat for otters. Uh, signs of otters, uh, easiest are the tracks they leave behind. They have a five-digit footprint that they leave behind, so that's how you can distinguish them from dog or canine prints. And then they usually don't have distinct claw marks, uh, and their pads are a little bit wider than raccoons. So if you see five toes with skinny little fingers, those are raccoons, and then if they're a little bit more rounded out, those are otters. Okay. Uh, another good sign are slides. So if it looks like a slick little path through mud or grass going straight into water, that is a good sign of an otter slide. I will keep my eyes peeled. That was Zach Hahn and Chris Anker, researchers on a new project from the Forest Preserves of Cook County that's looking into how river otters are adapting to Chicago. Zach and Chris, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Much more Reset to come. Stick around. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.